to another episode of That's a Rap Podcast. Do I sound positive? <laughs> I think I do. <laughs> as much as you can. <laughs> I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you obviously just witnessed, or maybe you didn't witness and you just want to hear how the game went. Uh, the 76ers absolutely thrashed the Raptors 116 to 95. Um, hey. Not great. <sighs> Um, but I am going to keep a smile on my face. Hey, Jay, can I, can I go first? Yeah, can I yeah. go with my positives first? Oh, go for it. Go for okay. it. Okay. All right, here we go. Okay, I'm finished. Go ahead. <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> this is going to be a, a real short episode until we get to me, of course. Then it's gonna end up being 50 this will be the all Dre episode. <laughs> Nobody um, wants that. Nobody <laughs> wants Dre. Lisa, you got detention. Anyways, uh... No, but it was, here's the thing, here's the thing, right? I mean, at the very top, like, and I don't know if this is going to be a, if I'm stealing a positive from you, Jay, but at the very end of the day, the Raptors just need to steal one game in Philly to regain home court advantage. Let's all keep that in the back of our minds. Um, And that actually leads me into, um, you know, one of my numbers, and I'm cheating a little bit because, yes, it's a number, and it's a bit of a cop-out, but the number is two. That's the number of Kawhi Leonard. And as long as he is on this team, <laughs> as long as he is on this team, we've got a shot. Now, if I were to give you a jersey number of any other player, it would be someone who did not perform well tonight in some way, shape, or form in varying degrees. So that's number one. Kawhi Leonard is still a Raptor, and we will never be out of a game. Um, and that's indicative. And that's actually leads me to my second number. And it is related to Kawhi Leonard. And that number is 230. 230 is the amount of time Kawhi sat in the beginning of the fourth quarter. And that is when this game just got out of control. The Raptors fought hard. They overcame an 18-point deficit, brought the game down to, I believe it was, seven, something to that effect, in the third quarter. And... Then Kawhi sat, and that was it. Nurse waited a little bit too long in the beginning of the fourth quarter. Um, and by the time Kawhi came back, Philly had jumped out to a 9-1. Uh, they started the quarter 9-1, and it was essentially the ball game was over at that point. So, and, and talk about a momentum swing, too, because Ben Simmons had a boneheaded play throwing the ball back to Siakam when Siakam was doing a practice shot. And then just frustration came in, like you said, Jay. Kawhi Leonard sits for, what, two and a half minutes? Two and a half. That's two and it. a half minutes. You see Fred, Fred Fenley come in the game. You see Ibaka come in the game. And then in the blink of an eye, the game was over. The game was absolutely over by the fourth quarter. Or at beginning of yeah. the fourth quarter. Yeah. And and I'm and I'm going to try to remain uh, positive on this. And I, and I could give you, like, any, any number I throw out at you that is related to Philly is going to be positive, right? Yeah. Um, and I think uh, between the two of you, one of you is obviously going to talk about Embiid. So I'm not going to bring up his numbers because they were fantastic um, and yeah. a little bit eye-opening. Um, so I'm going to throw it back to a positive, And that is uh, three. That's the number of three-pointers that Danny, Danny Green hit tonight. Mm-hmm. I know that's not a lot. But shooting Stop, three for six from three is uh, is a positive for him because again, what we were talking about in the last pod was that the other guys need to step up. It mm-hmm. cannot yeah. just be the Kawhi show. So while Kawhi put up some great numbers and Siakam put up some decent numbers, uh, it was a positive sign seeing Danny Green hit a couple of threes. I mean, I think that's all he really needs to help his confidence to see the ball go in the hoop a couple times. 
so that was a positive. Um, I, again, those those three numbers aren't really you know uh, eye opening or, or mind boggling, but um, that's what I've got from the Raptors side. And again, uh, just to reiterate my my first point, um, all the Raptors have to do is win one game in Philly, and you think about the momentum that that will carry over into Toronto if right. Toronto can so basically the season relies on Sunday if we lose we're down three to one and that's a pretty def- difficult deficit to overcome but if we win it's tied and we have home court and it's going back to our you know going back to Toronto so right. huge game on Sunday boys Jay you kind of said them all I mean there's not really much to be positive about but if I wanted to pinpoint Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard is the magician. I mean, what was it? That little stretch in the the third quarter where he he couldn't miss. He was absolutely automatic defensively. Six for six. Yeah. Unbelievable. Six for six, 14 points. Yeah. And 100% he was fouled at least half of the time, right? It's uh, what he's doing for keeping us in the game is nuts. But at the same time, by the end of the third quarter, you could see he was just gassed. As much as those Raptors fans want him to be there for 48 minutes, he can't. Maybe for someone like LeBron, but for someone who hasn't played for an entire year last season, he can't. And he needs that support. He was able to shine because he had that support system in San Antonio. Right now, he's getting nothing. He's getting nothing from from his bench, nothing from Serge, Fred Van Vliet. The uh, only, only person that was has been giving him anything this series is Siakam. Siakam so, absolutely. I mean, like as, as much as we want... Leonard to play uh, out this entire series, we need somebody to step up. We it feels at this moment it feels like we're down three one. It feels like we've w- maybe not as bad as the sweep last year, but it it kind of reminds you of it, right? It it's just that odd like oh here we go again, Raptors blah 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 blah. But we're only down two games to one. If we get the next game, we got home court home court advantage again. Um, that has to be a positive. The, the the whole positive going back to game one. What did we do right in game one? Move the ball, transition. We were really big on defense. We limited Ben Simmons. We limited Joel Embiid. But then Philadelphia, credit where credit's due, they did adjust to the D. They adjusted their defense on us. And we have no answer for it. So it's all up to, to Nick Nurse, right? And finally, if I was going to throw any positive... And I'm talking to you Raptor fans, all right? If you guys are listening right now, if you guys are frustrated, they in the locker room right now are beating themselves up. They can feel how much this means to this team, to this city, and to be beat down. Let's I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We got beat the living hell out of this today. Joel Embiid had his way. For a guy who had the shits the last game, I mean, he gave us the business. I am taking some sort of solace of... If we feel this hurt, I can just imagine how much a professional athlete who had to go through that stage, who is under the bright lights, getting the shit kicked out of him. How much, how bad does that feel to them? And I want them to use that fire, that fire that we have. We were screaming at the TV all the time. Don't you think that they want to? Of course they can't because they're going to be fined $35,000. But we want to and they they have to they have to use that energy that they basically have to play like they care now our backs are against the ropes and we have right now we have nothing to lose so let's go back to philly on sunday and let's get this win let's get home court advantage back and if i was nick nurse i would just play this whole game over and over again to them honestly 
So those were the positives. So those uh, were the positives. <laughs> all the right. is all um, yours, Dre. <laughs> God. Okay. Well, I'm going to try and behave and only stick to three things. And um, I'm going to try and go in an appropriate order here. I'm going to try and go in the systemic pyramid level of the lowest problem stemming to the highest problem and how they're all possibly interconnected, which would lead to a not so lovely game like this. Are, is the refereeing bad? Yes. I think it's a couple of the same bozos we had the last game who were garbage period because, you know, you're not even going to notice a guy getting elbowed in the balls, but uh, hey, that's just me. Um, but you know <laughs> what that leads to? Foul trouble, which foul trouble is never good. Foul trouble is making us super passive on defense. Like, I remember there was a part in the second where Ibaka was just like, step right this way, Embiid. Please don't let me get a foul on you. Just please whiz right past me. And Kawhi Leonard with ghost calls had two. So he as well had to, like, completely vanish. So he didn't get a, a, an accumulation of fouls in the second, right? So foul trouble from these kinds of calls, of course, is making us get super fat, passive out of defense, like, on defense out of fear. But you know what that also translates to, and this is our own fault for letting it, shaky playing altogether. Brick shots, overexhaustion, panicking, all sorts of stuff, which we saw a lot of today, a lot of not-so-great plays. And that's the least of the problems. What this could also stem from is a panic, because unfortunately, we have an extremely sloppy bench compared to the 76ers, and this was touched upon before, where there's this reliance on our stars when this is the playoffs. It shouldn't be this level anymore. Everybody goes on about the Warriors. Everybody goes on about such and such. But the Warriors had somebody like Swaggy P last year, right? Um, even the Cavaliers, if you're going to look at them, had, you know, like, it's fun to make fun of them now because they're, they're, no, they're a nothing team now. But I would argue the bench last year or even like the year before, but even last year when LeBron carried them, wasn't quite this unreliable. And it's, it's a little sad. I think uh, we're definitely getting out benched. Um, we had a bit of a better game this time in terms of bench points. We at least scored, I think more than 10. Yeah. Cause Norman Powell's got six. Baca's got four. Meeks has four. No, no, no. Um, hold on. You got to adjust those numbers. The numbers yeah. before all, like all the starters went out. <laughs> yeah. Was True. six. It was yeah. six right. points. But then, well, then there you course, go. that's what everyone gave up. But see, they at least got more than five. That was my point. <laughs> <laughs> Fred oh, Van Fleet didn't get a zero. He got a one, which is he's number one in my books. But uh, jokes <laughs> aside, th this has to change because we're struggling with the 76ers. This is the 76ers, and I'm not saying this as a fan of the 76ers. This is the 76ers where we preempted this series as – a potential blowout for us, but we're getting smacked a little bit more than anticipated to the point where this is what I would believe the legitimately first really bad game we've had this playoffs. And I think that comes from the number one problem, you know, the bench issues, uh, what to do with the foul trouble and the, you know, the panicking on the court and letting them go by because we're scared to play defense. Now, number one reason that all of this is stemming from and I hate to say this, Nick Nurse is good, but I honestly feel like he's being outcoached. I mm. feel like Brown, as like 
Nick Nurse, we were we had a 14-point stretch where we were getting smacked. He calls a timeout. Brown stopped after four points. There was a hype after four points. He said, no, nope, not doing it, not letting them get back into the game. I'm calling a timeout. And he did. He I, stops trends so quickly. I feel like Nick Nurse has a has a more of a let's see how this game goes flow to to his games. And uh, you know I what? Guess. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Dre. I think Nick Nurse is definitely not playing up to his potential. I think Brett Brown is a very good coach, uh, and he's showing it right now. But what I am more intrigued about is why Nick Nurse hasn't done his type of experimentation he's been doing throughout this entire season. That's another. Thing. Right, because like I, I know, I know the playoffs. You're going to shorten your rotations, but what worked in the season? He he experimented. He tried to figure out what was happening. If he had a chance, he would put Marcus All and Serge Bach at the same time. He would have Patch McCall play possibly for, instead of Fred Van Vliet. He would uh, he he would try to experiment and, and and search for things that would work instead of getting beat down and kind of going with the flow with it that's what i'm more concerned about but like i fully agree and that was like another point i was i was going to bring up is that brown has such quick um rotations and matchups and stuff like have you noticed this is the second game now and the second time they won and bead has just left very early moose goes on but like this time around you see what happens and bead had a flame under his ass and he completely torched us, not to mention that Butler himself was still really good this game. Not the sole breadwinner of the game. Like, mm-hmm. oh, every starter was in double digits. All and right. um, So so let's let's play Nick Nurse right now. Uh, I want to ask yes. you guys, what would be the most systematic change that you would do for game four? Uh, I, I, yeah. I have one, but I, this is the thing is I can't say it with much confidence because actually missed watching the first half so i can't say this with with complete certainty so i i'm relying on you two to kind of confirm what i'm about to say okay but he has to has to has to and i said this before the game i said this after game two i even said this after game one gasol's minutes have to be tied to Embiid. if Embiid sits after two minutes sit thank gasol. you yes if, if gasol if, if Embiid plays 14 minutes straight play gasol 14 minutes straight I know that Embiid stepped up, and I know that majority of these points, I believe, still came against Gasol, but he's still a much better option than Ibaka, mm-hmm. hands down. And also, Ibaka is better. Ibaka is better than, well, at least on paper, is better than anyone the Sixers have on their bench, any center they have on their bench, other than Embiid. So yeah. that's that's such an easy change to make, and. You know, we we you guys pointed out the whole fact about um, Nick Nurse experimenting. Even if he stopped experimenting, this is what he was experimenting for. For the purpose of Gasol having to play short minutes or bench minutes or whatever, or Ibaka having to play with the starters and playing with Kawhi sometimes because of situations exactly like this. Having to cater or having to limit someone like Embiid. That's exactly it. I don't understand how he doesn't have Marcus all chained at the ankles with Joel Embiid at this point. How have you not figured out that Embiid doesn't function when Gasol's there screwing up his his style of play? Once he's off, he comes back on with a renewed energy. It doesn't matter if you put him back on it then. Like it just doesn't work. You have to you have to play at Brown's pace. And that's the whole thing. You have to play at his pace of switching, of deciding who's going on who. 
the the swarming of of offensive boards and defensive boards all of it the fact that we're not at this point we clearly are being outcoached with these two particular games because in the game one it was like well we can't go at the raptors pace we have to do something we have to break them down and that's exactly what they're doing like mm-hmm. they have figured out and you guys bring up two very good points i don't understand we were second in the league with injury after injury and and all sorts of other issues because we played weird lineups because we did the extinction lineup as somebody coined it because we were trying to figure it all out and that, that that's not to mean to put on like the lowest common denominator players that we have the ones that we kind of reserve for when we have a blowout or anything but it it means to do something better than this i mean we're clearly being destroyed here as as uh as one of you pointed out in a playoff game a second round the second best team in the league that 100 percent should not be happening Mm -hmm. if i could point out two things that i would love for us to change during a defensive end is or i guess offensive end too is we have to limit those offensive rebounds and by doing yes. so, we got to stop chasing against those threes or any of those shots. If we chase, our defense is going to be scrambling a lot. So if I'm not saying let's leave everybody wide open. I'm not saying that. But there's too many times where Marcus Hall, who is the only big body down there that could that could hit Joel Embiid and get in position, is out there and shouldn't be out there trying to contest J.J. Redick. So if you are in that position, I would say... Just step back. Honestly, it, at, at this point, what's a what's a bigger momentum change? I think they're kind of equal. J.J. Redick for a three or, or Jimmy Butler for a three or an offensive rebound that might, may possibly get you uh, to foul them and it will be in an M1 situation and now you're in the bonus or they're in the bonus. So you have exactly. to, I would say, back off when it comes to those shots. Don't go out there and contest those threes or, or long twos. Just get those rebounds. We also got them to to turn up the turn the ball over thirteen times. We ha- we can't start playing Brett Brown's system. Too many times where okay, Kawhi Leonard is a monster. He's a magician, right? But like we said many many times, he's not going to win the fourteen or fifteen games left that we have to to win in order to win the championship. He's not going to do that. We have to get someone else to step up. And how we do that is if we play our game. In the first game of this series, what did we do? Even if Philadelphia got a bucket, we ran. We didn't walk up the floor. We ran. So yeah. they so they could we could draw some fouls, so we could get some transition three-pointers, so that we can play our game and get the Sixers to have to play our game, not the other way around. So those are the two things that I would definitely want the Raptors. And I'm not going to put everything on Nick Nurse. I think he's. it's kind of hard when your bench is in providing anything. What what is he like? What is he going to do? Right? It it sure. does come down to its players. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know, guys. Let's let's just hope for a better outcome in in game in game number four. Any final thoughts? Actually, both of the things you pointed out, I could actually refute. Um, okay. Number one, offensive rebounds. Uh, we only gave up. And again, like again, we have to take into account that I did miss the first half. So you guys can correct me on on the timing of these. But offensive rebounds were even. Um, mm, actually, it was yeah. nine to eight in favor of the Sixers. Um, and then, in terms of uh, transition, the Raptors out 
outscored the Sixers 20 to 13 on fast break points. So they did get out and they did outscore the Sixers. Mm. Um, I will actually say that this still does fall on Nurse um, in terms of, because I think it, it it's funny because like we don't even have to say that the bench played like crap. Everyone knows it played like crap. But I think it's Nurse who is putting them in that position. You do not play Fred Van Vliet, Norm Powell, and Serge Ibaka all at the same damn time. Thank you. We've already seen this, even in the Orlando series. Like, you need to stagger. You cannot have more than two of them on at the same time. Stagger mm-hmm. it, please. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The fact that, you know, what we were saying earlier about Gasol only playing during Embiid minutes, Embiid's still not playing a lot. His knee is still not 100%. So whenever Gasol goes out, guess what? There's an opportunity for one of our bench guys to come in with the starters. And there you go. You're already staggering. So I, I think that a lot of this still does fall on us. And it, it's just it's frustrating because you should have seen this after game one. I'll, I'll and, and fine, maybe you didn't see it fully coming in game two. But game three, it should have already been in place. So the fact that he's let two games go away now without making the necessary adjustments is worrisome. Mm. Mm-hmm. The only thing about the the offensive rebound, I get it, it was even. But the difference between Philly getting an offensive rebound, they have people that can put it back. When we get an offensive rebound, there are too many times where we either got blocked or we turn it over right away. Yeah, you are right. You are right. You we know? we were outscored. We were outscored fifteen to three on second chance points, so that does add credence to what you're saying. Yeah. So I, I don't know. There's so many things that we could that I hope that uh, the Raptors do clean up. Again, Raptors fans, this is I, I I guess that this was more of a therapeutic session for us, right? <laughs> and I hope it was for you guys. If if there's any solace to it, we are only down two to one. So let's get game four on sunday let's get home court advantage and bring it back home um because you know what we the north we have our home crowd to back us up but until next time boys that's a wrap <laughs>